of our new promo video for the new series. We're in our summer mixtape series. And as the uh, little video alluded to, we have three sessions of online church where we're going to have three different speakers. And today, as I've already said, we've got James, Pam and Nina. And first up to bring us the word, to bring us the encouragement is James. And so wherever you are, Wherever you're watching, you just be encouraged, just be filled as we transition through the summertime mixtape series. <laughs> Over to you, James. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Good morning to you all. So, we all worry about something. I don't know anybody who doesn't worry about something, be it family, health, work, what people think about me. What is the weather for tomorrow? We all have worries. I know this last year, obviously with COVID, we've had immense worries across the globe. It's been immense. It's just the worry's been beyond measure. Well, some people, you know, have real first world issues in terms of uh, what am I going to wear tomorrow? Only joking. <laughs> in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he says in Matthew 6, 25 to 34, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food? Your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in the barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies in the field and how they grow. They don't worry or make clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wild flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, What will I eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So as Christians, how we deal with worries is what makes us unique from those that surround us. Through Jesus dying for us on the cross, we have God to hand them over to and we're not alone in our worries. In the verse I just read, it is clear God cares for us more than the flowers, more than the birds. So how much more is God going to do for you? No one has proven otherwise, but God does not sleep, so he's there 24-7. So next time you have a worry, why not take some time out, make a box, so you can, like so, cut a slot in the top, like so. You then have your own physical drop box. So you can hand over your worries. But the other thing is, is to seal it so you can't get them out again. So write your, piece, your worries on a piece of paper, put them inside the box, and in true Blue, Blue Peter style I've got here's one I made earlier. <laughs> but seriously though, as you place them inside the box, give them over to God in prayer, asking him to help you with those worries. Maybe say to him, Lord, I give you this worry Please help me to deal with this. And as I say, the reason I ask you to seal the box is so that you don't take them out and look back at them. 
but do really hand them over to God in true faith. For those of you that drive, have you ever tried to drive to look forward? Sorry, start again. <laughs> anyway, for those of you that drive, have you tried to look backwards while you're trying to drive forwards? No. <laughs> or ride a bike looking backwards while cycling forwards? No. Doesn't work. Can you walk forward always looking backwards? A bit hard. You might trip over and fall over. And also, it mean a very slow walk. You can't go forward if you're looking back constantly. As what happens in the past needs to stay in the past. Hence, we give it to God and we move forward. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. So, I'd like us to enter into a time of prayer now. And I'm going to pray, but I want, I'm going to pause in that prayer. And I, at that point, I want you to hand over your worries to God, whatever they are. And remember, if you think you're, you're having a bad day, there's always someone else having a worse day. We are very fortunate here in the West. So, let us pray. Lord, we come to you now to seek your strength to deal with this worry. As, as people share their worries with you, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're here with us and that we can cast these worries to you, Lord. So, Lord, take these worries away from us. We hand them over to you now. Lord, our hearts are secure because we know that you're here with us. You will protect us, you will help us, and you will hold us and bring us through the challenges and storms that we face in life. So, Lord, take these worries away from us now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And for those of you, of you old enough to remember Bobby McFerrin, and if you're not, please ask your parents or look it up on YouTube. In the words of his song, Don't worry, be happy. Wow, James. James just brought it. Don't worry, be happy. There were so many nuggets to take away from that, but I absolutely love the visual rep representation of the box. Compartmentalize your worries, surrender it to God, focus on him. I mean, what a word. That is amazing. James, thank you so much for that encouragement. Next up, we have Nina Stevens. She unfortunately couldn't be here live in the room, but let's watch this video as she shares her encouragement. Throughout my entire life, I've been told the most amazing stories. I've been answered prayer. Even from such a young and early age, I've been told stories from people like my grandparents, people from the church, even the Bible itself. And they've given me such a great initial introduction to the world of prayer and helped give me the feeling of reassurance. That I could talk to God and talk to someone of such great power and that he would listen to everything I had to say. Despite these amazing stories having such an impact in the way that I saw God, I would, as I grew up, as I grew up, I would occasionally wonder why none of my prayers were being answered in a similar, life-changing way. And as I realised that they weren't going to be answered in the same way, I would almost feel a sense of doubt, and I'd almost sometimes I feel bad, but I would get frustrated at God for not responding to my prayers or me getting no response whatsoever in my prayers I would say. Um, I'd always be waiting for God for a response and when I didn't get the response that I was looking for I would almost see, feel like what's the point? 
you know and what's the point in praying someone who you've heard is can give these sort of miracle responses but he's not giving them to you however i've come to learn um definitely from experiences of myself examples given from my own experiences and those around me that god works in most amazing ways and it's occasionally when you least expect it that he surprises you and that almost gives you the sense that you know it's him you know it's god is the one that is talking to you and he's doing these amazing things when you least expect it i mean examples from like the bible that i have um i've read is like abraham and sarah how a lot of the time we focus on the miracle of them having a child but a lot of the time I feel like, especially me and us, a lot of us are yet to focus on the actual fact that they prayed years after years after years for this baby. And a lot of the time the story focuses on the actual miracle that is the baby, ignoring the fact that it spent a good 50, 100, 100 years in preparation for this. And that is, I think, is something that I am learning at the moment, is that prayers don't come just like that. It takes years and years and years of you committing yourself to this part to God, committing your prayers to God, and that He will eventually surprise you. And He's definitely surprised me. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I have prayed for, especially when you don't expect it, and that almost gives you a sense that He's there, He's watching over you, which is very, extremely reassuring. Also, having grown up in such a religious and God driven environment, seeing prayer done in such amazing and powerful ways in church here and elsewhere in the world that um i personally sometimes feel like praying the way that i was a lot of the time just in my room by myself going for walks that and even the really short prayers i was doing it wrong or i was doing it incorrectly and if i wasn't doing it properly then there's always no point in doing it at all but i've learned that no matter what god is listening to you whether it's in your room outside in the small space even just the quickest at the start of the day being like god i don't feel great can you help me just that really short um line saying to god that is just reassuring you that he is with you for the rest of the day wow amazing i absolutely love that nina my girl, big shout out to you. But what she was sharing there is that prayer changes things, but it's not on our timing or on our schedule, but we got to trust God. And um, and he, I love that, will surprise you. But definitely God is one who loves communication. So no matter how you think you're praying, if it's wrong, if it's good, just communicate to your heavenly father because he wants to hear you. Love that, Nina. Next up, we have our third and final guest. It is the wonderful Pam Evans, and she is here live to bring us the word. So over to you, Pam. Thank you. Do you ever wonder where your thoughts come from? Well, sometimes they come from God. And that's what happened to me during lockdown. I was having a cup of coffee when this powerful thought came into my head, you need to move. That was a surprise. So I thought I need to check this out. So to do that, I had to pray. And I needed to pray because I wanted God's perspective on it. You see, without God's perspective, I would be operating on presumption. And the definition of presumption is act as though it's likely to be true. 
So I decided I needed to pray and I also needed to get the Bible and look through scripture to help me in my decisions. But I also phoned up my friends and I asked them whether they would form a prayer group with me so that they could be praying because it's important that we not only pray ourselves, but we pray for each other too. Then I took action. I put the house on the market, and three days later, it sold. So I then went off to find somewhere to be my new home, and I, by faith, put an offer on a place. During the next 10 months, there were lots of obstacles that came my way as is usual when you're moving home. And one of the obstacles was that there was a legal document that required several signatures. And this document was not going to be available in the time frame required. But we pressed on. Then we got to decision day. That morning, a friend of mine phoned me up and she said she'd had a word from God after she'd prayed. And God had said, your times are in my hands. So we prayed together. I put the phone down and I had another powerful thought. Silence the voices. Oh, right, I thought. Now the voices were all the people who were giving me lots of different advice about how to move this forward. It was the estate agents, the solicitors, uh, the five other people who were in the chain were all coming up with bizarre ways of being able to complete this. So I took a very, very scary step of faith, having prayed to God, and I said, I'm going to take the house off the market. So I phoned the, phoned the estate agent, took the house off the market. Then I prayed a really simple prayer. I didn't know what, what God had in store for me, but I knew that I trusted him. So I just prayed and said, thank you for being with me throughout this process. And now it's hands to you, Lord, because all the human hands are off this move. Three o'clock that afternoon, I had a phone call from a very bewildered estate agent. Pam, you're not going to guess what's happened. Try me, I said. The document, no way that was going to be there by the deadline, was now in the solicitor's hands. So if we were able to complete and decide to go ahead, we could move in a week. And that's what happened. A week later, I moved into my new home. Throughout this whole experience, I experienced God's grace because I was praying through it and so were my friends. I had grace from God. You see, God will be to you in whatever situation you're in. He will want to be something to you in that situation that only he can do in that particular situation. But underpinning it all was prayer and underpinning it always is prayer. So let me encourage you. Pray not until God hears you, but until you hear God.